clear your mind and climb the tower. Hi everyone, this is Rowan Odom. Today, we're pleased to showcase The Tower, an ambient, experimental audio fiction which combines a concept album and the mystery and drama of a young woman's journey of self-discovery. Join Kiri as she forsakes the hustle and bustle of the modern world and ascends a seemingly infinite tower. Along the way, she will witness sights and sounds which will challenge her very being and have deeply personal conversations with friends and family on oddly convenient phones left on the tower. Immersive and contemplative, the tower lays out an experience that is touching and dramatic in turn, inspired by the works of Ryuichi Sakamoto and evoking introspective adventures like Celeste. You can find The Tower wherever you get your podcasts, or as an ad-free album on their Bandcamp, tincanaudio.bandcamp.com. Part 1, 2, and 3 are available now, with Part 4 coming soon. Hello, I'm Cody Michael Carmichael, and you're about to be listening to the amazing podcast Syntax, which probably means you're smart, charming, and have great taste. And maybe you're interested in scientists discovering and doing cool things, or you'd like to be one. If that's the case, you should come check out BroadlyEpi.com, where I teach the science of epidemiology, programming, provide summaries of the most recent research, have some software tools available, and a lot more. If you're interested in renting a scientist, well, we have that option too. BroadlyEpi.com, epidemiology, broadly speaking. Hello listeners, this is Ty Vaughn, writer for Syntax and voice of Silas Caldwell. I'm thrilled to showcase our sponsors, the exceptional creative software suite, World Anvil. World Anvil is the one-stop shop for tabletop gamers, fantasy and sci-fi authors, or world-building enthusiasts who just can't wait to start getting some thoughts down. This is far from just a wiki editor. They have a number of tools and features available, including world-building templates, an RPG campaign manager, a novel writing and publishing tool, interactive map builders, timeline builders, and more. Your vast web of outlines, character plots, and family trees has a home waiting on World Anvil. Check out the full features using the link below or by visiting worldanvil.com. Subscribe using the promo code in the description of this episode and you'll get 51% off an annual subscription, and you'll be directly supporting the creation of TSP Network shows. Thanks in advance for checking it out. Hi everyone, Rowan Odom here. We're pleased to showcase The White Vault, a horror podcast set in the frigid darkness of the Arctic Circle. Follow the adventures of an international rescue and repair team investigating a mysterious signal while navigating the treacherous nature of the polar nightmare they find themselves in. Worst of all, they find they may not be as isolated as they think. Fans of Syntax will love this indie series created by a two-person team. The show balances fictional elements with painstaking scientific, linguistic, oral, and cultural precision and details. The science team hail from all across the globe, a multilingual and multidisciplinary team dealing with their findings as best they can. Filled with masterly crafted foley that places you in the moment with polar bears, howling icy winds, and more. 
Find The White Vault however you listen to podcasts, or find out more about the show at thewhitevault.com. Subscribe now and delve the waiting horrors. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Over halfway there. I'm going to need the ones from five and six this time. They should be together. I give you... Alex. I need to be quick. Maybe here? No. Aha! Here they are. Shit. Time to go. A little too close. got. Ah, shit, they're all over the place. Well, let's try... No! God, please, not another dead end! Where do I go? No! No! Get away from me! Get away! That's not it. How about this one? Alex! For fuck's sake, stop! Come back! Jay! Jay! Get away from the water! Now! Uh, 
not that one either. Oh, of course. I should have known. It starts with you. Silas Caldwell with a situation report for for myself. It's been a couple days since uh, since <sighs> I guess I can't do this yet after all. Where do I even... Right. So. Much has happened since my last log. It's been several days since the siege of the Alcan village, and... <clears throat> Beckett came to our rescue, but obviously that wasn't what brought Theta Team to Deva so quickly. They were trying to force us and the Alka to give them what they wanted, thinking the breach was being hidden from them on purpose. How else do you explain such a conveniently timely arrival? Nevertheless, Theta was able to drag us out, treat our injuries, bury our dead. Many of the Alka now view Theta as enemies, not only because they murdered the village leader, but the Alka think we were also kidnapped. I've been back down to Deva exactly once since the siege, where I learned Drabor has been made the new village leader, which bodes ill, because Rube was not a warrior, but a scholar, a maker of pages, Drabor, however, is one of the few career warriors who keeps the other able-bodied Alka trained to fight. Choosing him out of all the other elders means the village now sees itself as on a war footing. And Drabor... Drabor is rightfully angry. Seething. He spoke with me. Drabor asked me how they were treating us as prisoners. I... I didn't quite know what to say. I'm not well-versed in politics, but even I could see the trap Drabor laid. 
If I said I wasn't, I'd be admitting to being at home with murderers. If I said I was, Jabor would demand our release as part of the ongoing talks about Breach 5. I know... I think that Jabor still cares about us, but it's... I can only imagine he's been handed the toughest job, and right after he lost his crush at Oreg to the Nemea. All the Alka now look to Jabor to bargain for them, to safeguard their future against a foe who deals with them civilly on the one hand, and makes no attempt to disguise the obvious advantage they have on the other. Beckett... Beckett came with me, along with Theta Team. He said we can't stop. We have to find the home world, if one still exists. Only until we're certain there are no breaches left can we finally stop. Security risk, he says. To hell with him. I translated his bargaining attempts. Beckett made a show of friendship, reminding Jabor about how Theta Team brutally destroyed the besieging ant army and even offered a tepid apology for Urub's death. Regrettably, friendly fire happens in the fog of war, he said. I remember that line distinctly, because the Alka have no terminology for friendly fire. Jabor wasn't having any of it. He asked Beckett what he wanted, and Beckett got around to asking for Breach 5 access, which Jabor flatly denied. Before our dear site director could get around to threatening them, Drabor followed up by asking how he planned on acquiring the necessary materials for traversal. The spiders are far off, away in a cave system, oh, such a terribly long ways from here, and are small, cunning hunters. But, after murdering the Alka and Nemea alike... Beckett surely must have a plan for this, Drabor mused. <laughs> I almost smiled as Drabor idly drew some diagrams on the ground while Beckett just fumed. I could see them sketching a great worm devouring Beckett whole with some unkind but accurate descriptors. In summary, the Alka will do our spiderweb harvesting for us and keep the way open to Breach 5, so long as it is only Breacher Teams Alpha and Upsilon permitted to enter. No one else is allowed into the Chimney Shroom Tunnel with the nursery and graveyard chambers, and Upsilon are restricted to resupply only. I'm as shocked as anyone that Drabor would still want to have us around. That's what makes me think he still cares but I didn't get a chance to talk. Once the deal was made, we went our separate ways without further explanation. So, back to breaching business. Just like that. Oh, but not that simply, of course not. 
In the midst of all this, Cassius has not taken any of the recent events well, nor do I think they should. Everything that happened was so sudden. Our lives with the Alka shattered violently. But now, Beckett has been throwing accusations at Cass. Dereliction of duty, failure to get warning out about invading forces, inability to continue with the breach project due to injuries sustained, you name it. Even said Cass was a traitor to their country. <laughs> oh, Beckett. If Cass could wear traitorous thoughts like a badge of honor on their sleeve, they would. So now there's a meeting later today to discuss our status. I've tried to put a brave face on. Not just for Cass. Cass can handle themselves. I don't want them to, but they can. And they probably need the space right now. I trust them to say when they're ready for help. Greg's... There's a hole in this family I cannot hope to fill. Again. Of all people, I should be accustomed to the feeling. But it's been so, so hard. June says it's silly to think I could be used to loss, but what else am I supposed to do? I stayed with her after she read Greg's letter, bawling the both of us. But the next day, she was checking on every Alpha Team member. So, I did the same. Nobody really felt like talking, but I took a page from June's book. I just kept bringing food and drinks, making sure I saw everyone. Told them I was ready to talk when they were. Probably makes it look like I didn't care about Greg moving on so soon. I haven't moved on, but I've heard as much before. When, when my father passed, I devoted myself to being there for my mother. She didn't make me. I just... Perhaps I didn't know how else to cope. But at school, they started poking fun, sometimes trying to help, other times... I'm, I'm trailing away from the update. Meeting soon. That's all for now. We're here for you. Thanks. I understand this is painful, so I'll keep it brief. <sighs> Upon review of the conduct of Breacher Team Alpha during the siege incident on September 13th in Depth 4, no cause has been found for disciplinary action regarding said incident or its fallout diplomatically with the Alkan Nation. <sighs> Breacher Team Alpha will resume expeditions as soon as possible. <sighs> oh. That's good. That is surprising. However. Shit. Here it comes. 
Cassius's conduct prior to the rescue operation, including abandoning the team, neglecting their duty, and squandering resources and time, coupled with the injury sustained during the siege, leaves us with no choice but to remove Cassius as Alpha Team's leader. What? what? Effective immediately. Why? For reasons previously stated. Uh, but that's not fair! Cassius, your left eye is almost useless now. There's no way you can lead this team effectively, a finding supported by our disciplinary review. That's so... This is ridiculous. You can't... I most certainly can. In fact, Cassius and I have already discussed the point. Cassius? He's right. What? what? Guys, please. I hate it, but... He's right. Cass, no! You can't leave us like this! Alex, please. It's not your fault! Who will assume leadership? And what will become of Cassius? Straight to the point. Miss Bellinger. Uh, yes? Like Cassius, you have the academic background. And unlike Cassius, you have shown more of the balance of caution and initiative we're looking for in a team lead. Rather than seeking someone outside the team, we're going to give you the chance to lead Alpha. Me? Do you accept? I, uh, uh, do I get a chance to think it over? Missions resume tomorrow. You have until then. Well, that will be all for now. And Cassius? Your show of concern is touching, Silas, but you can discuss the particulars in private, after I debrief Cassius myself. Look at them. Cassius is almost catatonic. Between losing our security lead and now this bit of news, I believe it is in their best interest and ours if you discuss this with us as a team. I agree. Yeah, me too. Let's hear it, please. Very well. It is our plan, after taking steps to finish their treatment and follow-up therapy, to discharge Cassius into the care of their closest living relative, no. Nicholas Thatcher, their father. You can't- Once again, Mr. Woods. This is well within my power to do. It's for their own good, after all. Uh, for their own? Nicholas doesn't care! We've all heard the stories! Alex! Uh, but Cass! It's- it's what I... I accept the position! What? I accept the position as Alpha Team Lead, but I'm going to need Cassius to stay on Alpha. <sighs> That's... I understand that Cassius is giving you trouble, but they also got us this far. They're a valuable asset to the team. Be that as it may, Cassius still has to answer for dereliction of duty. I accept personal responsibility for their actions in the future. You won't have to worry about insubordination anymore, and we'll be faster than we've ever been. You know Cassius gets results. I'll make sure we continue to do so. <laughs> How forthright of you. I can see we've made a good choice in leadership, if nothing else. If you can deliver on your promise, Miss Bellinger. I can. Then I will leave the choice up to Cassius. Lizzie's right. We need you. That's not true. I hate getting lost, and it doesn't happen when Cass is in charge. We're still gonna need you. 
Even if Lizzie takes over. We can do this, but only as a team. Please, Cass. Would it be reasonable to ask if Cass can have until tomorrow to decide as well? Oh, now we're asking if Mutiny can have a reasonable time frame. I don't agree with this course in the first place, but I'm just counting on you to uphold your promises. I'll see you at the Breach Lab or the Base Gates tomorrow, Cassius. Your call. What. The. Fuck. Cassius. Cass? Cassius! What have I done? I just... took over. Just like that. Hey, now. We know what you were trying to do, Lizzie. It's not your fault. This is Beckett's doing. We just gotta hope Cass can see that. I'll... I'll go find them. Nah, there's nothing on the cams. I don't think Cass went in the breach. We would have seen him. <sighs> That's a relief. Thanks for checking. No problem. I... I heard about what happened on Deva. I hope everything is alright? It will be. Eventually. Right. Well, good luck on finding them. Thanks. been looking for over an hour. Where could you be, Cass? Uh-oh. Ah, I've been looking for you. Me? Why? Our mutual friend has something to show you. Who? June? Well, are you coming along? Um, I'm in the middle of something. I believe your present errand will be helped by speaking with Mrs. Dawson. How do you... Are you going to keep asking questions, or are you going to start following me? Uh, all right. It would be a mistake to let Cassius go. June is hoping you can prevent that from happening. June told you this? Indeed. And I've inferred it from Alpha's situation. This is... Quite the departure from your previous thoughts about Cassius's leadership. That was then, and this is now. Your expeditions only grow more hazardous with each depth. And objectively, there should have been far more casualties up to this point. Alpha has performed admirably. Not least of all because of Cassius. It'd be a shame to let them go. Especially if the Breach Project is to eventually succeed in its final mission. You'll pardon me for having a little hesitation believing this change of opinion. Even if you and June are on oddly familiar terms, I'm not sure I believe the veracity of your newfound sentiments. <laughs> if it's any help, to be perfectly honest, I don't know what I was thinking back then. I don't think that helps, actually. I have found our wayward linguist, June. Oh, good. Good. What's this about? I've been trying to find Cassius. I know you have, bless your heart. I know where they are. Where? A safe place. I'll take you there, don't worry. 
I figure you're the only one that could speak to him right now, Silas. But listen, you gotta make sure they stay here, darling. That... that was my plan. I... Listen, Cass blames themselves, I know. They're lost and afraid, but you gotta convince them. Beckett has been pushing for them to leave, and that man's got schemes on schemes. You do your best, you hear? They need you. I hear you. I understand. Well, mosey on now, Evelyn. I'm not showing you the hiding spot. Very well. Good luck, Silas. Thank, thank you? June, why are you two so close now? Story for another time. And I'm not sure yet anything will come of it. All right, come on now. Here in the kitchen? Not that obvious, darling. Have some faith in me now. Here, here, let me help. Shoo! thank you, darling. This is where we receive all the food shipments. It's connected to the main warehouse. You can't leave by the truck road or they'll see you, mind. But Cassius is inside Bay 18. There's no delivery scheduled there today. I made sure. You'll have some privacy. Thank you, Mrs. Dawson. Bring him home to us, Silas. You can't let him go, you hear? I know. We're a family now. We take care of our own. Greg wouldn't turn him loose for nothing, and neither will we. I'll do my best. I know you will. Bless both your hearts. Cass? Go away. Are you alone? I am. June's guarding your secret. Don't worry. Not very well. You're here. Well, I'm the only one. And June thinks you'll only talk to me. And we need to talk. When you're ready. plan is... Oh, dear. They can't check all the trucks, right? I just need to find one that doesn't have breach specimens. They send some of those out for study at other sites. But the other trucks, that's my ticket out of here. If I can get on, I don't know, the dumpster, but the rest of... Don't finish that thought. You are not trash, and nobody else thinks so. Back it. Nobody who matters thinks so. And anyway, your plan is flawed. Yanis might be one of the most secured locations on Earth. The odds are very good they check every shipment. Nothing new for me. And if you got lucky, that would still put you on some garbage patch God knows where. What are you going to do then? Live as a fugitive? 
That's also nothing new for me. Yes, but you won't just have your family to contend with. And that's no life to be living, Cass. You know I'd I don't... Ugh, I don't care. I don't care, okay? Maybe I don't want to be living either, Silas. I just don't care anymore. I do. Well, good for you. You... You told me once I should be a little more selfish. Not in as many words, but... You said to care more about myself for the good of the rest of the team. So, I'm turning that around. I'm going to care about you, even if it's selfish of me. I know you might not care, and I'm not going to downplay just how harsh life has been to you, but... I still care. You don't have to do that. You really shouldn't. Well, I do. And I am. You're just... You're just saying that. You're worried I'll be miserable going back to my family. Yes, but... Or that I'll do something stupid, like run away again, like I always do. Perhaps, but... Or you're just scared for the team. And you're trying to get me to stay, because it's safer or something. Hey, hey. What? I'm here purely because I care about you. You. Do I think you could escape your awful father, even if you did return for a time? Yes. Do I think you could get out of Yanis if you really tried? Yes. Do I think we're better as Alpha Team with you in it? Also yes. But at this moment, I'm here because I just care. I want to help when you're hurt. That's all. I'm not... I'm not... It's so stupid. Greg... Greg died. We got Arub killed. And I'm here sobbing in some goddamn crate like a bitch. Yes, yes, yes. It's not your fault. Okay? Yes, it is. No, it's not. I've told you before, and I'll tell you again. It's not your fault. And it's not okay that you got hurt. But it's okay to be hurting. No, it's not. Yes, it is. The truth is, I don't know what I'm going to do. Hmm. I thought as much. No, like, I've always had a plan. Kinda. Not like how you make plans, right? I always know the next step. I never really know where I'll end up, but I know where to look. I know when to test my weight and when to just go ahead and jump. I've never felt like this. I don't know what I'm going to do next. Or if I'm going to do anything at all. Hmm. What? Where do I even go from here? How even? Can I just sit here, doing nothing? If you'd like. At least until tomorrow. I won't stop you till then. Then what do I do, Sai? Hmm. I believe this is when us mere mortals would think rather than do, Cassius. 
Is this... Is this what thinking feels like? Hmm, sometimes. It's not always done in a shipping container, but I imagine it certainly happens. Am I stupid? Not at all. Then what am I? Reflexive, Cassius. You're much faster thinking on your feet than dwelling on your thoughts. But if there was ever a time to dwell, now would be it. Thinking is boring. Yes, usually is. I'm not really even sure what I should be thinking. My thoughts are everywhere. Well, if it's any consolation, you don't have to do too much thinking. Maybe just a little. Too much is rumored to be unhealthy. Says who? You? No, Oscar Wilde, actually. Can't remember the full quote. <sighs> what does he know? Quite a lot, I think. Especially about immoral imprisonment scenarios. Yeah, what was his conclusion? <laughs> Run away. Don't come back. Sounds tempting. Hmm. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. When doesn't it work? I'd say when you're running from help as much as from your problems. Oh, well, I should start running. Sorry. I didn't mean to sound like you're not helpful. It's all right. You don't have to apologize. It's not what I meant. I know. The problems of Yanis can make any amount of help look very small. And you know I won't leave you alone no matter where you go. You're stuck with me, I'm afraid. How... Oh. Yeah. What? I... I almost asked you how you always know what to say. At least to me. I already know the answer. How? You told me you helped your mom when your dad passed. I thought it was strange, because, like, if anyone else was a preteen and their dad died, you'd think they'd need more help than their parent. But you're just, like, so stoic about everything. Hmm. Maybe the constant morbidity seeping from my brain helps in these sad times. Isn't that strange? Maybe a little, but not really. Not to me. Why? Well, like now. Here I am. I should be making sure you're okay, that you're all okay. But instead, I've been closed off again, and you had to rush out to my rescue. You have good reason. But I don't, really. I mean, I do, but sometimes we gotta do what we gotta do. What... what do we gotta do? It's not about me. Everything sucks, and I still feel like it's all my fault, but I haven't been there for Alpha these last couple days. Again, understandable. But inexcusable. Yeah, okay, I may not be team lead anymore, but if you guys still need me, that takes priority. And you do, don't you? That's what Lizzie said. Oh, being reluctant now, Bookworm? Don't much care for my leadership? <laughs> you know that's not true. I just wanted to highlight it's not only my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. 
I just want you to know, you don't have to come back. Everyone wants you to, but- I thought you came out here to drag me back. That's June's desire and the rest of us, make no mistake. But honestly, I just want what's best for you. I'd sneak you out of here myself if I could. Like you said a minute ago, I don't think that's really possible. Still, if you do plan on returning, don't feel like you have to be everyone's cheerleader. Uh, look who's talking, Buster. Pot calling the kettle black much? Yes, and it's not always the best decision. No? Why do you say that? I'm... I'm just saying. It can still have an emotional toll. I've been told it's better to take time to grieve. I think I've done that. But, you know... Silas. Hmm? I know what a therapist would tell me, but we don't really have the luxury of taking our time. And it's really not just my impulsive nature saying that. It might not be the best decision, but I can shut it off. You shouldn't. That's not- It's not ideal. I know, Sai. I know. But tell me what you think. Do you think I can really grieve properly? Here? Now? I suppose not. No. So, I gotta pick myself up and keep going. We can both do a better cry later, alright? Me? I... It's fine. I... Sigh. If you're gonna sit here and tell me I could grieve better, I can do the same to you. You look like you've bounced back faster, but I don't want you to put it off for too long either. I... Promise? Promise me, Bookworm. All right. All right. I promise. Once it's all over. Once it's all over. All right. Let's get back out there. You're okay. We're right here. I knew this was gonna be tough, but... It's a lot of emotion all at once. Coming back here, take your time. Yeah. Jay, did you want to say a few words? Um, no, actually. I'm sorry. I was hoping Silas would... You're better at words than I am. Oh. All right. I can try. Please. <sighs> we miss you, friend. We're all here because of you and your sacrifice, but it... It'll never be the same. We've done everything you asked, and more. I gave Junior a letter, and I haven't left her side these past days. She's doing okay, even though... 
She misses you terribly. She'll get that ranch you wanted out in Texas. Made us an offer to go and stay there once this is all over. And we're going to see it done and keep each other safe in the meantime. I think that's what you would have wanted. Soldier, rest. Thy warfare over. Sleep the sleep that knows not brief. Dream of battlefields no more. We're gonna miss you, Papa Bear. We'll come back. Don't worry. You'll see us again soon. All of us. <sighs> you got me into this mess, old man. <laughs> Might even forgive you for that one day. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. That's uh, a mixed bag of feelings. But I'm still glad you did it. Now I just gotta do my best to get us out of here in one piece. See you around, Sarge. I'm sorry. I hope you forgive me. Alright. The sooner we get moving, the sooner we get this over with. To hell with the breach project. I agree. Well, let's get it over with as quick as we can for all of our sakes. Silas? Hmm? Did you ever find out more about this next step? Mm, not much. I went back and checked my translation from Finkbilla's original Akkadian text. I didn't find any additional context for the Hamal, the rebels, or the jokes. And it just seems like... Like something went terribly wrong at what was otherwise a paradise. And this is the earliest part of the book, right? Yes, but the earlier portion is missing. There's no guarantee this is the last depth we'll be exploring. <laughs> Figures. With how things are going, there's not going to be an end. No homeworld. Just an infinite number of breaches. What happens then? Does Beckett really expect us to keep going till we all drop dead? Jay, please. It's a good question, isn't it? <laughs> You've been impossible lately. I'm sure we'll figure something out. Sure we will. Just imagine, we got like one, maybe two more breaches to go. Piece of cake. Yeah, whatever. But this next one is just gonna be sitting out in the open where we can see it, right? Served on a silver platter. We can hope. Ugh. None of the Alka even wanted to speak to us. Jay, you know this has to be hard for them too. Give them time. She's right, and the only way they will get some peace is if we finish the job, so let's get it done. You heard the boss. Here's the pedestal, and I've got our spider silk right here. Thank you, Cass. And the linkstone? Right here. Everyone ready? Are we ever... Ow. As we'll ever be. Go for it. It doesn't stink anymore. Let's see what we find. No, it's 
fresher, a little, and sort of familiar? How? Mm, smells a bit musty to me. Would be funny if it was a library. That might be why Bookworm thinks it's familiar. I don't know if I should be more or less horrified at the idea of a library this far along the depths. Oh, that reminds me. Sai, did you start translating the book we found on Gaia? I've got a facsimile of that book right here. Now that studying the Alka has been deprioritized by Beckett, I'll be using any time I've got to begin the translation of this text, using what I've learned from the Akkadian translation, as well as things Uru taught me. Is the mystery language Alkan, then? It's close. But based on my understanding of how the original civilization passed through, I believe I have an idea of what happened. There was an exchange of language when the authors journeyed through here. Then they moved on, and the language they left behind transformed over hundreds or thousands of years into a unique form, which the Alka currently use. I can barely trace some of the roots in similar words, but they are there. Do you think you'll learn more about the depths from the Gaian book? To be honest, I have no idea what might be inside, but I'll find out. Hey. Hey, stop. You hear that, right? What is that? It sounds like music, but bad. What the fuck? Are they still alive down here? Could be the rebels the book talked about. Who knows? All right, very slowly, everyone. We need to take a look, but no quick moves. Alex, stay in the back. If things look bad, run back inside and yank the stone. Close it. You hear me? What? I I'm not going to do that without you. We'll be right behind you. Don't worry. Uh, okay. What do you see? We're underground. The breach is buried, but I can see light from a hole nearby. I think the music is coming from up there. Should we call out? I don't know. I'm not sure shouting from the breach would be a good idea. What do you think, Jay? We don't want to sneak up on someone either. Could be taken the wrong way. Like how we almost scared the shit out of the Anka that time. Good point. Hello? Hello? I guess they don't care. Could be a record player, or something like that. They have those? There's no telling what kind of technology they might possess. Only one way to find out. Carefully. That looks like a clear sky. <sighs> Alright, let me up first. No, I should- Cass, no offense. But you're only half a set of eyes right now. Let me take a look. All right. Good luck. Oh. oh. Oh, hey. Hey there. Do you see someone? Um, hello? What do you see? Hey, pipe down. Hello. We come in peace. 
Come on up. I think it's safe, but you guys need to see this. Whoa. Oh. Oh my god. Is that? What? Is that a person? Oh, I have no idea. They're just playing some kind of instrument not paying us any attention. Is it alive? Oh, how should I know? They're the expert there. I can't tell from here. Its motions are repetitive. It looks more like a puppet than an animal, but it looks kind of human. Or like a motorized mannequin. It doesn't have any features. Is it being controlled? I don't want to get any closer, but you're right. The motions are stiff, robotic almost. Let's keep our distance for now. I'm going to keep an eye on it. I'll take a look around from here. This? I was not expecting this, of all things. The cave we came from? It's the basement to a house. We're in the middle of a city of some kind. More precisely, the ruins of one. This... This must be all that's left of the paradise described in the Akkadian text. Everything's grown over and mostly rubble, but... You're right, Lizzie. There's a city stretching out all around us. Look at the mountain, guys. It's beautiful. Whoa. <laughs> it looks great in 2D, too. Oh my gods, look! Where? Under the mountain, down the street! No fucking way. Is that? It is! That's the next breach! Did we really find it? Just like that? This has to be a trap. By who? What is the breach doing in the middle of the street? So, so close? Better question, is it a real breach at all? Parts of it are covered in rubble. We're going to have to get closer. That means we gotta walk around the musician thingy. Maybe we can sneak around it? We're walking around! What the? We mean no harm! We're just going to walk very slowly like this. Yeah! No harm. We come in peace. Well, that's one way of doing things. Slowly, yes. We'll stick with the group, I guess. Not many other options. Going around the block could get us lost. It looks like that worked. <sighs> you right? Yeah, I'm fine. Why are you so scared, Jay? I, I don't know. I was ready for it to go all creepy crawly and just jump at us or something. It hasn't moved. It just keeps playing that stringed instrument. Any idea why? Why does everyone always end up staring at me? I'm a linguist, not a magic eight ball. All right, let's think. Oh, just let him stew. We need to examine the breach and set up camp. Camp? If we've already found the breach, then we're going to work on getting it open right away. No sense in wasting time. What about the link stone? 
We can send a message through Upsilon to send for the stone. It'll take a few days to get here, but we'll be making good on our promise. And the breach to depth four is within line of sight. We can walk out anytime we need. What about getting ambushed later? We're exposed here at Breach 6. It's in the middle of this empty city square and anyone could- We're not going to get anything done worrying about all that. If we're lucky, we won't even need to be here for long. Quit complaining. I'm not complaining. I I'm pointing out an obvious threat. Yeah, so obvious. I've already thought of it. And you know what? It doesn't change anything. We're still camping here because we don't have a choice but to get the breach open. Lizzie. Silas. <sighs> what is it? I'm still recovering from a head injury, and getting used to single-eye vision gives me a headache real fast. Can we just put our tents up and get to work instead of arguing? Fine. Let's set up by the opening to Breach 6. We can retreat inside in case we get cut off from Deva. Well, liking the new management so far? Yeah, me neither. She just... I didn't think it was possible to be worse than run at everything that moves Cassius, but now... Hey, don't be mean. Lizzie started it. What Jay said. I'm sure it's only because she's doing her best for Cass. Let's just do as she says, and we'll all be better off, okay? <sighs> I hate when you're right. You better get used to it. Guys, where's the musician? Where'd it go? We came down the street, yeah? And now it's gone. I don't like this place. Me neither. Okay, listen. I'll keep an eye out. You help Lizzie set up camp. Don't go! I'm not going anywhere. I gotta make sure I can see you in the street where we came from. What about Deba? That's a problem for Epsilon now. And Theta, I guess. God damn the breaches. Everybody got enough to eat and I'm putting the stove away. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm full, thanks. You barely ate anything. Ugh, see, this is the problem with finding the breach right away. Can't do any hiking to burn off extra calories. Alright, suit yourselves. Well, if you've got extra energy, we could take first watch together. Let the others get some rest. We may have to do some exploring tomorrow. Sounds good to me. <gasps> Look at this night sky! It's gorgeous without the lights on. I don't even hear howling like on Gaia. We get to finally see some stars without something trying to kill us. How do you know that? That musician creature could be lurking in the shadows. There's no moon to see by. That's what- Even if there was, what else are we going to do about it? <sighs> Everyone, get some rest. We'll keep watch and wake you up when it's time.
I don't know what this symbol means. I don't know what either of these symbols mean. I know what it refers to, but I don't know what it means. Not the one in Breach 6, nor the one that starts the journal I hold a copy of in my hands. I've learned so much, and every time I feel like I've been making progress, something new arrives and I lose my way. Much like the subject of the journal. All along, I thought the ramblings in the Akkadian text would prove to be purely poetic. Hyperbole. Myth. Maybe I even hoped as much. But every depth and every breach forces me to consider that this is a real story. Or at least one grounded in reality. Told through a lens alien to mine, surely. And yet, this story of their travels... It... We're following their footsteps. I'm seeing with my own eyes the things they had to endure. This won't be the first time I've had to extrapolate a narrative from my broken translation. So, here goes. The beginning is simple. First, there's this symbol. I've seen it in reference to one of the linkstones at the end of the Akkadian text, the one the authors strove against, seeking a new world. They're running, fleeing for their lives, and a door shuts behind them. There are colors, monsters of many colors. To know them is to die by them. Many are lost, but another door and another world. This one is dark. It makes them afraid. Then another. For all of these worlds, the author chooses not to speak long. Colors and darkness, blood and fear, thirst and hunger. Then they came here. Or at least this world is where the author grew up. Depth 5. And now their story begins in earnest. My name is Ilutisu. That is to say, I am blessed. I am lucky. And lucky I am, for I and a bare handful of others escaped certain destruction. I have written what little I recall of my journey here, for I was but a child. And yet I and my kin have survived each journey away from home. Home. I should not call it thus. The Keeper says we should think no more of it, and they will not speak of it. Though it brought life, its gift became sour, nay, poison, and that place has become as death to us. So I remember little, but I wrote it here, in a little book only for me. I keep it safe away from the other books teaching me how to become a Keeper myself. For I am Ilutisu. I am blessed by the... God. No. Ivara. Katramanhalam. It is the present Keeper's desire that I should have no need to take their station. We have journeyed enough. Enough of sacrifice and nabokutuls, of pilsu and stones, of doors and keys. But this knowledge must be kept, for it saved us once, and may yet save us again, should the unthinkable come to pass. 
The keeper says this with something like a weary kind of victory, a banner tattered and soiled, but standing nonetheless. There is not much else I know, lucky one, but you will learn what I have. I share my lessons with Kanamu, my friend, also a child brought away from the place that is not home. They should be lucky too, like me, but they are named after the beasts and the mark of our subjugation. Kanamu trains under the clever and tells me about many beasts and fruits and flowers and other things. Side note, I don't have the translation for whatever these things are yet. I ask Kanamu if they would trade places with me. They laugh and say I would never be a good clever. I say Kanamu is denser than any beast, and I still like them, clever or not. Kanamu says that they're not sure they would want to be a keeper, even for a single day. Kanamu is happy here where there are new buildings, new servants, new beasts every day. There is only one place Kanamu is forbidden to go, even as a clever. The forest with no light. But they do not question, nor venture forth, for Kanamu is a homebody. I am not. I long to see every place the suns, the moons, and the stars touch. Not only our stars, but every star. I want to find the hidden places that have seen none of these things. I seek places where everyone wants to be, and where none have ever been. Places only I know, where beasts of all kinds tread every day, and the places where no one steps in the busiest of villas. They say this is why I will be a good keeper if I can keep myself from getting lost. But I do not get lost. I cannot get lost while I am wandering and finding. After all, there is no home to go back to. We are all wanderers, looking for ways unseen that we may dwell in. My people now dwell, but still, my soul goes wandering, far above my head. The Lights of Unending Worlds. Syntax is a podcast by Twin Strangers Productions and is licensed under an attribution share-alike 4.0 international license. Today's episode was directed and produced by Stella Rowan Odom and written by Ty Vaughn. Silas Caldwell is played by Ty Vaughn. Cassius Thatcher is played by Beth Sage Fung. Elizabeth Bellinger is played by Morgie B. Alex Yard is played by Jules Christine. June Dawson is played by Renee Helsel. Jeremiah Woods is played by Elgin Smith. Miss Evelyn Vaux is played by Kyla Crockett. Steve Beckett is played by Joe Cliff Thompson. Additional voices provided by Stella Rowan Odom, M. Mulder, 
Find out more about the show on syntaxpodcast.com. Link in the description. If you enjoyed this episode, rate us on your favorite listening platform. It helps us out tremendously. Know the depths. Wish for more. Special thanks to our Indiegogo backers who supported us this season. Micah Carmichael. Jen Shabel. Jamie Henderson. Leanne Egan. Flo. Audrey Feltner. Fox. Katrina Rogers. Jose Sanchez. Johan Kingsley. Kit Hardig. This show was made on the Twin Strangers Productions Network. You can support the creation of new and ongoing audio dramas by subscribing to our Patreon. Visit our website to find the latest news and updates about other shows at twinstrangersproductions.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.